The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash podcastbeyond for your free audiobook download. Users lose all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 268. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements. Hello. Hello. The pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. What? <laughs> you know, you're Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> what? <laughs> and the Dark Knight of News, Andrew Goldfarb. I had a bad trip coming to the room. Yeah, you literally See tripped. You next fall. It was, it was, <laughs> he, he did like the Dick Van Dyke it tripping was, over the crap. It wasn't in, yeah. a normal stumble, like a, oh, you know, like it was like a straight up, like you went 90 no, degrees if, for if a second. If chair hadn't been here, I'd be face down on the ground right now. Still. Here's what I don't, Still, it's, yeah. it feels like you haven't been on Beyond in a long time. It feels well, like you've been was, gone a long time. I was time. away. I was away. Okay. For a week. What? And I can't put my finger on it. Is it just that you don't have product in your hair today? Because you look like you've taken 10 years off your life. You look like <laughs> you're, you're like 17-year-old Andrew Goldfarb floating into IGN I'm trying today. to say you looked like an old catcher's mitt. Yeah, he, was get, oh, he had, he had I, a wrecked face. He looked like he had true. taken a few. I, I got to say, I'm, your hair does look like good today okay. in that it looks more natural. Like you, Thank you. Yeah, the rain you're artificial. I think the rain washed ah, off. Yes, it's See, rainy I, here in San Francisco. I think today. that you it's should right. maybe go natural. So well, I'm cutting it all off. It's going to be shorter than yours tomorrow. So no way, shorter it'll be, than it'll mine. Be as short as yours tomorrow. Okay. Why, yeah. What's bringing that on? I just want a haircut. Okay. Because I want to put product in it all the time. Mm, mm. Just in time for the holiday. I, I, pro- I hate that word. Product. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call it? I don't, I don't call You're it. You're putting a product in your hair. I know, but why are we calling it? Because there's, there's, there's too many. Exactly. Or, there's too many. You could like be doing mousse. The gel. Though. You could I, be doing pomade. Gel. Well, this is the th- this is like the Coke conversation. Like when I lived in um, the Texas, Coke conversation. Nobody said soda or pop. Oh. They said Coke specifically. Yeah. And when I moved, so in Pennsylvania they all said pop, and in Connecticut they all said soda. Uh-huh. But in Texas they said Coke. Gotcha. I, I like that. I so how did you order a Sprite? Can I have a Coke Sprite? Coke owns Sprite, so that complicates things. Exactly. Pepsi's nonsense. I want a level of granularity here, though. There's got to be a level of granularity. Mm, I mean, I don't want. What kind of product you put in some of that mousse in your hair? You put some some of that gel. A little yeah. bit of pomade. pomade. Yeah. A little bit of uh, I'm a dapper day man. I actually, I, I actually last, last, last night I used like a Japanese cream. So it's tell me that. Who told you to put a bomb on it? <laughs> <laughs> I told you to put a bomb on it. 
Uh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? The the, the weird. What were we even talking about? I don't know. What is this podcast about? This is I, this is IGN's PlayStation podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast you, on the internet. Did you mention the holiday party a second ago? I did. Oh, oh you meant okay. You meant the IGN holiday party. Yeah, you're getting your haircut just in time. Holiday thing. Greg, I'll, uh, no. which I can't recruit anybody for yet. No, we don't need them. It's just going to be you, me, and my dad <laughs> going okay, around well, the house. Fine. I'll be there. Oh yeah, uh, Colin, Colin will be there. We're so, gonna make a ham, I think. Huh? Make a ham? Make yeah, a we're ham? Gonna, we're yeah. going to have like an adult Christmas dinner. Yeah. We're not going to do the normal and get blitzed and, and then, be well, idiots no, 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 in the sunset. Right. What? Colin and I are going to go to the Irish bar afterwards okay. and listen to sad, mournful music okay. like we did last year. Okay. I didn't go to the bar. No, like we did oh, last okay. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this, that you were saying we're the number one PlayStation podcast. Yeah. Recently, we got numbers, like real numbers, about how many people listen to this podcast. More people listen to this stupid podcast than I could have even imagined. <laughs> listen to this podcast. Thank you for we, that. We knew. Too. I know it's so funny, and I'm so honored. But like, it's like when I saw the numbers, I was like, yeah. "Really? Really? Yeah. The, wow. the hypothetical abortion podcast? I yeah. like it that it's much. crazy that all six billion people on the planet listen to the podcast. I know. I know. Crazy. Wow, that's a lot. Can you imagine yeah. if your voice was heard by? I was every staggered human being when I saw that number. It was a good number on the planet. It was. It was. A, it was an impressive number. It made us happy to be alive. I don't think I saw this number. Yeah, which just goes to show. Well, no you guys don't hang out enough. That's the problem. No, no one cares about no, sad. Yeah, it's pretty much true too. You have nice glasses though, but nobody can see them. You have a nice haircut too. Oh, thanks. You man. look. You're, you're looking good lately. Wow. I appreciate that. Even though I haven't wow. shaved my face in a really long time. Yeah, I like I like the beard. Well, the beard this is what Clements looks like five minutes after he shaves, though. It just like the immediate, <laughs> it's instantly grows immediately. Yeah, Anthony Gallego shaved today. He he looks like a like a young man. Yeah, Anthony Gallego looks like a little baby boy. Yeah, that after shaving, I like it. Craig, I, lo- I, lo- uh, nope. I like the way baby boys look after they shave. It's very cute. <laughs> all those, all those razor scratches on their face. He's got like a butcher's knife, or no, not a butcher's knife, barber's knife. Barber's, barber's shave, not a butcher's knife. <laughs> What's that baby doing with a butcher's knife? Like fucking crocodile Dundee baby think, down there. What do the What do the barbers use? They use that, that long leather strap. strap. They have a leather it's strap. A strap. Yeah. It's a leather strap. All right. Have you ever gotten a real like Got barbers it. like they, they shave you? Never have. Do. Oh, it's amazing. Is can it? They sh- can they shave the whole body? I would. <laughs> I guess they could. I don't well, think I they offer that. that. It costs a lot of it. You don't want that straight razor down there. Oh, I do. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's All worth right. the risk. Is it? Get that <laughs> fine. <laughs> that fine shave on the butt. All right. On the butt. Let's begin <laughs> the PlayStation <laughs> podcast with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Wait, what the hell is this? We're recording late. We've been gone a long time, so there's a lot of news, sure. right, Colin? Yeah. What'd you do to my phone? No, nothing. I was, I was... nudie pictures are we coming We everything no, no, drawn I up. Have, for... I have your phone. Yeah. I'm not looking at anything bad. Uh, there's nothing on there. I I'm sure there is, you. but I looked hard enough. But <laughs> It's true. <laughs> there, are 18, there are 18 items Jesus. on the Roper Report, but there's actually a 19th item, and you gave me your phone because so, it just broke when we were walking in here, but I was surprised when I went on your phone to unlock it that it looks yeah. like there's like Roman columns on your picture yeah. here. It's a picture I took on the quad there at the University of Missouri Columbia. All right, column. What happened to the thing that I had up? Where is it on Twitter? The academic building there? They burned to the ground and they left the columns. No, 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 no. We're not on the same same page here. What am I? I'm clicking on things here. Click on Twitter. It was on Twitter. Where is it? This is what I tell my mom. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not good with technology. (laughs) Click the settings. No, the settings. All right. So before before we get into How do I click? So the 19th item. 19th item on the Rover Report. Breaking news, which will be old by the time you hear this. PlayStation All-Stars patch 1.02 is coming out. And this is from Clockwork. Who's uh you know a famous person in the fighting game industry that's working on uh, All Stars? He said he's the community manager. He says, uh, "Yo, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale has been out for a week and a half, and we've already gotten heaps of constructive feedback from the community regarding everything from game balance to the online experience." With that said, we have our first patch going live early next week. Changes include a new item, Medusa's Gaze, has been added to the game. I assume this is from God Ratchet of War. And- oh. No, not Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> really? Doctor Nefarious ain't whipping out Medusa's Gaze left and right. It's their Zircon. 
Mr. Zircon does not require bolts. Pain is his currency. <laughs> you, you, you invite, is that a real quote? That's from the new game. View invites has been added to the party bar menu, which is nice. So you don't have to go straight to XMB. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice. Voice chat icon added to loading screens. That's nice. Uh, AI logic enhancements, not specific at all. Network performance improvements include issues where players were stuck with a different character than yes, the one picked. That was always annoying. Issue with matchmaking in regards to player skill has been addressed. That's kind of nice. Uh, overall improvements to network connectivity. Um, and then they've nerfed Sackboy completely. Now, I've yeah. been hearing, I haven't played online since right after the game came out, but I've been hearing shit about how Sackboy's out of control. I got no problem with Sackboy's. Um, I roll him left and right. So they've re- increased the cost of level one, level two, and level three supers completely um, by 50, 75, and 150 AP. Uh, respectively. Respectively. Jam session, the neutral triangle button has uh, reduced AP generation from 25 to 10. Cake and aid or neutral circle has been reduced from 25 to 20. Let's not, now we got a nerf Ratchet's special. Yeah, no. And then we got a nerf for Rapper the Rapper's boombox bullshit no, Colin's no, been no, pulling no, no, lately. No, no. So Colin's I, new move. So, yeah. Oh, you want to you tell That's tell how you get all is? the AP, right? Yeah, what, what are we doing? Well, you can explain what's happened with Spike and what's happened sure. with Rapper the Rapper. Colin Moriarty is like a grandfather now, and I'm just like beating the shit out of him left and right, and he can't keep up anymore. It's nice trying out new things. And so after Spike has just been rendered completely useless by my sweet tooth, he's now moved over to this Rapper the Rapper business. Which now boils down to me and Mike Mitchell getting into it over in the corner and then forgetting about him. And then you look over, Moron's been dropping boomboxes left and right, <laughs> dancing around like an idiot dog. There you go. Got specials left like and right. Like an idiot dog. I'm pretty angry. The, 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 real story is that, the real story is that in one-on-one, Spike is fine and my Spike's still very good. And I beat you with him yesterday. The, the, the thing about free-for-all with more than two people is that Spike is just too slow. Like mm-hmm. Spike – I, I realized two things. No one uses Spike. I didn't. See, I haven't seen one person use Spike online. And I played, I don't know, thirty rounds online since the game came out. Maybe so, not many, but that's all, that's enough. Yeah, I've seen people use Sir Dan and not Spike. Um, and that indicates to me he's just too slow. Like he's great one on one. Like I'm good. I'm fine with him one on one. I got. I'm getting the disappearing, appearing right on top of your shit. Getting that, getting that down. It's good stuff. But with I'm switching to Parappa the Rapper officially. Okay. Uh, for free for all. Gotcha. How scary is this dude that I drew on my paper? You by drew the way? a scary guy up there. Is that me? No, that's certainly not I'm you. I'm okay. more scared by this. Well, that's... No, we're not going to talk also, about that. Oh, we're not? Okay. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Oh, <laughs> one other thing, yeah. Greg. Yeah. We, we had a request, because we haven't played in a long time, a, a reader requested that we play a game of uh, I Doubt It and I Guarantee It. Oh. Um, Remember, the rules of I Doubt It I Guarantee It, of course, I Doubt It, being from Bob's Discount Furniture out on there on the East Coast. Did anyone when, ever find that furniture? No, no one's ever found that commercial. The commercials don't exist in, in the crazy. real way. So now don't go back and send ones that don't say I doubt it. Anyways, you know, you, you listen to the show, you know. And if the you bounty's don't, on the table. If you don't, go figure it out. There's a Wikipedia page, I think. Not Wikipedia, IG and Wikis. Actually, Wikipedia. you know what? I'm removing the bounty off the table. Okay. Right now. It's off? The bounty's off the table. Is it off or is it on? The bounty's off the table. All right. Anyways. Colin, read through the news. I'll give him. Well, we'll go around. We'll go round, round robin. Okay. Thing. I'm right. taking off my shoes. It's too hot in here. Right. Number one, Sony. Has- well, I didn't explain the whole rules of what we're doing. <laughs> I doubt it. If it's a dumb story, I guarantee it. Like Men's Warehouse, if it's a good story. Okay. Yeah. Number one, Sony has revealed its sales for Black Friday, Friday, spanning from November 18th to November 24th. In the United States, PlayStation 3 sold 525,000 units, while the PlayStation Vita sold 160,000 units. For comparison's sake, Xbox 360 sold 700,000, and the Wii U sold 400,000. I guarantee it. Okay, that's one. Colin. That's one. You're the big yeah. numbers guy. Mm. You love them numbers. I love numbers. What would you take away from Black Friday's numbers? Um, Sony had a strong showing, I think, all around. Um, Xbox 360 is still beating it in the United States. I don't think that's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but 525,000 units is actually an increase year over year on Black Friday for PS3, which is a strong showing for them. And Vita selling 160,000 units isn't a lot because 3DS and DS sold 250,000 and 275,000 respectively. Um, but for that's like a substantial increase. That's like a 5% increase in user base for Vita. Sure. They had um, a lot of good deals, a lot of good Black Friday deals. that Amazon one, man. That yeah. was an amazing Yeah, which deal. apparently sold out in five hours. Um, yeah. So there is demand for Vita if it's priced appropriately, and that's something I think Sony should take away from this. Um, the other thing that's surprising to me, too, is that PlayStation 3 has sold Wii U. Um, yeah. Now, there's a lot of speculation that Wii U has um, uh, supply problems. Uh, I don't believe it. So, everywhere in the stores. That's yeah, what everybody like says. They go to the there's stores way too much anecdotal that's evidence. That's you saying, I doubt it. I doubt that. That's an I doubt it, just within the guarantee. Sure. Uh, a subsection. Yeah, yeah as it were. Paragraph yeah. one, subsection. Just way, it's, this isn't the Wii launch uh, where you couldn't find them, and no yeah, one yeah. could find them. There was yeah. no, like, there, I feel like I get there's a tweet every half an hour with, like, a bunch of Wii U's in a, in a yeah. display case. There's the not Walmart a supply Town didn't sell a single one during launch week. They wow. had their full shipment. So, 400,000 is, I think, the most hardcore user base. Now, I think. You know what's interesting about this is I think Wii U's you know going to be fine, uh, but uh, could it be the next GameCube where it's like very niche? Yeah, possibly. Also, three hundred thousand Wiis were sold, and what we were saying at lunch was, I bet you a third of those were mistakes, <laughs> and some someone's going to be very disappointed. A lot of disappointed people. Uh, hey, on your list here, do you have the other Vita bundle? The PlayStation Plus one that they just announced, the Unit 13 PlayStation Plus. No, I Plus. didn't. I, didn't talk about that I think that's a very, a very attractive bundle. I now agree. that they have PlayStation Plus out, you buy this Vita bundle, you get the 3G Wi-Fi unit, you get a year of PlayStation Plus, which gives you the instant game collection, Gravity Rush. Even though I'm wearing the Gravity Day shirt, uh, Uncharted, Wipeout are the ones they're promoting on the box. Obviously, there'll be other stuff available. It comes out, you know, this it's coming out now-ish, so whenever you get it, it could be a different thing. But then on top of that, Unit 13 packaged in there on a voucher code as well. The only thing that's weird is that it only comes with a 4-gig memory card, which means you can only play two of those games because they're not going to fit on the card. What are you looking for, Greggy? What do you got over there? Uh, Adam writes into beyond.ign.com. You mean to tell me they are going to sell me this thing with a year of PlayStation Plus membership and a four gigabyte memory card? Where am I supposed to put all these free games if they're going to downloadable model the memory <laughs> needs to be cheaper? <laughs> Just my thoughts, beyond. Uh, put yeah. Your download list. Exactly. People are getting caught up here. I, now, and I, I can't speak for everybody. Colin, I can't speak for you. Clement, I can't speak for you. Goldfarb, I can't speak for you. Okay. Me and Goldfarb, when we play games, we like to focus. I want to play a game. I want to beat that game. I want to move on to the next game. I hate diffusing, getting stopped. I'm like, I'm, I had to do it this year, right? I'm already. I got Assassin's Creed going over here. I got XCOM going over there. I'm gonna start Dishonored this where weekend. Is that, where is XCOM? It's uh, down here in the left okay. region, okay. Um, lower left. A subsection of the right region. Yeah, exactly. This is paragraph two, subsection <laughs> two, Roman numeral two. Uh, I hate doing that. So now, if you're on the outside of the world, you just play through these games. Just go one by one. Or, in, like Colin's saying, like the PlayStation Plus thing, of course, the only way, the way you get screwed out of it is you never download it when it's free. So if you get this system, you download every game that comes out. It's going to be in your download list as long as you're a PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus subscriber. So when you get to Uncharted, you get to Uncharted. When you get to Gravity Rush, you get to Gravity Rush. You don't yeah. even mean download or, it. You just mean to like just click. You just have to redeem. You just have to redeem. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like whenever there's a new play, I, I do it to every game that is available for PlayStation Plus. I just go in there and I'm like... Bye, 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 and then I just don't download them, and yeah. then they're just sitting in this list. I did that with Quantum Conundrum. It's like whenever I'm in the mood to play Quantum Conundrum, I'll just download it. Like if you're it not so doing far. that, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Well, like I was holding on to the four. I play like I've. Greg and I were talking about this. I played almost every Vita game. I mean, Greg and I almost have because like there's just not many, you know, an extraordinary amount of them. We yeah, know, we can like, still be on top of this. Um, but I had a four gig memory card that I imported from Japan when we imported our Vitas, um, last year, and I finally bought a 16 gig memory card, um, which is nice. 
But, uh, you know, you just – it's already full and you just you – know, now with the saves on PlayStation Plus, it's not a big deal. See, it was a fucking huge deal when you couldn't transfer your yeah. saves because for some strange reason, you can't have a separate save utility on PlayStation Vita. No one has any idea why that is. It's completely crazy. Uh, <clears throat> I have a 32-gig card that's still not completely full. It's uh, I keep, like one game away. Mine keeps rolling over. I had to delete a bunch man. of stuff today to make room for – I wish I had a 64 or 128 card. A man. game I can't talk about yet. Ooh. Colin, you should play Need for Speed. I was surprised you didn't chime in on this one. I, I included you on the video request. No conversation from you. I said, hey, need oh, to do a video preview. It? Yeah. Wait, what? It's a preview build. Oh, okay. But it's off the network, so it's on my Vita. I was wondering Vita. where you got that from. Yeah. I got it on, I got the Vita, and then I got the debug disc but for I'm the PS3. Secret game. You are the one who took 12 reviews for next week, so. Secret game. Eat your pudding in the pie, all right? Well, that's what I'll do then. Number two. The official Ooh. PlayStation website was updated to show a release date for, play, or for Beyond Two Souls. Of May 25th, 2013. However, when IGN contacted Sony about this, the date was abruptly changed to just 2013. I screen capped it. And told us that the game just entered alpha. So hopefully we'll hear more about it early next year. And Greg? Yeah. I think we're going to hear about it early next year. I'm looking forward to some Beyond Two Souls. Tell you what. David Cage. I doubt it or I guarantee it. Well, you're up. You do it. I doubt it. What? What? Yep. You don't like that story? I don't. I just want to know when the date is. You got the scoop on the alpha. 2013. It'll be out before that uh, PlayStation 4 Orbis. I'm going to dispute that, but that's still in the I Doubt It column. Okay. Go for it. You're up next, so listen to this one. (laughs) I'm listening. No, I... I mean, I'm, I'm being a little controversial, but I just I would love to know what the actual date is. Yeah, so we'll hear about yeah. Well, you don't want to talk. I, I would, see, you don't want to talk about your dates yet because you don't want to overshadow exactly. all the huge PlayStation games that are coming out right now for Christmas, <laughs> like Little Big Planet Carding. I just and, I'm fine with them taking their time on that game. I don't want me too. Dockero Sports Champions Two. <laughs> I want to see how that game sold. Uh, but it's worth noting that May 25th is a Saturday, so it clearly wasn't the real date, but we were kind of wondering if it was in the... In, Getting in the it, area. Because usually they'll be April 1st or June 1st for quarterly releases, or, you know, so that seems like a very specific date. I don't know. It's my old roommate's birthday. Happy oh my birthday, God. Oh, that's interesting that you remember that. Number three, a survey found by IGN from website The Gaming Liberty suggests that a co-op Assassin's Creed game may be coming in 2013. No way. Another Assassin's Creed? I know. Can you believe it? I hope it's as good as the last one. Specifically, the survey asked what players think of the, quote, possibility for a friend to join the game in order to help me at any time during the solo mode, end quote, in an Assassin's Creed 3 sequel. Importantly, the survey asked consumers if they would be interested in the game, quote, if it was to become available next year, end quote. Goldfarb? I doubt it. I don't care. I mean, like... Well, we don't, but someone So here's the thing. If you've played through Assassin's Creed Liberation, which I did over break, um, there is a mission where it involves Connor from Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. Um, uh, Spoilers. Well, sort of. Um, He dies. I don't really... I don't really feel like it would be. Right? I don't feel like it would be super interesting to do a game that was like Abilene and Connor or something. Like I just, it, it didn't, it wasn't that compelling to do it in in a Vita game. I don't think it would be in a console game either. Gotcha. I, you want to talk? I saw you tweeting tweeting up a storm today, Moriarty, about, about this one. Yeah, they, they, you had said you know that on Beyond last week we talked about Assassin's Creed being a letdown for you and all this and other stuff, mm. and you thought that you'd be in the minority, but it seems like according to Twitter. You're the majority. Oh, yeah. I mean, certainly the game is sold a lot. So, I mean, sure, I'm sure no a majority saying, no of saying people that. do like the game. There's no doubt about it. And I, I appreciate and respect that. But I am getting a lot of tweets from people being like, wow, this game sucks. You know? And I, I, didn't, I didn't expect that because I didn't get that from Assassin's Creed 2 because I hated Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Assassin's like, Creed 2 is the crown jewel of that franchise. Like, for this game, I'm like, I'm like I play I, – I, you heard me. I screamed at my yeah. TV when I was playing, like, constantly. Speaking of which, did you hear the landlord screaming this morning? No. Did he wake you up? Okay. No, no. Oh, you were up. Is that why you were up at fucking five in the morning today? No, I was up at three thirty in the morning today because you went the, to bed at eight or whatever. No, not even then. Just 
chemo just fucks you up and mm. changes everything. Maybe so you should have gotten up and baked me some pumpkin bread. Like I know. I bread. bought all that pumpkin bread. <laughs> and let me tell you, the first loaf I made was so good. It was during Thanksgiving week, though. You weren't here. Can, we save, some for, uh, can we save some for Christmas dinner? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I bought like seven. Trust me. We'll have them around. <laughs> um... Yeah, anyway, I was just I was just surprised because I'm getting a lot of response to being like, wow, you are absolutely right. Now, Ryan Clements, you put together a little feature called Assassin's Creed the first 30 days. 30 days after. My apologies. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about it. What was what, What's your reflection now, 30 days later, from what you found by gathering from the internet? Yes, from all your playtime. I, I looked through, yeah, from all my playtime uh, with Assassin's Creed 3. Uh, I would say that the research shows that I believe Metacritic, which gathers just a, aggregates a bunch of review scores, those scores range from like a good number of 100s and perfect scores, which Ludicrous. seems pretty high uh, from what I've heard, <laughs> to uh, 60s, I think, was the lowest. Like a 60 was the that lowest. That sounds that about I saw. right. So, <laughs> Somewhere. You'd be happy down there? I would so give I, that game like a 7.5. Yep. I quoted um, just a bunch of different folks from like Destructoid, Polygon, Joystick, GameSpot, and it seemed like a couple of folks were like, yeah, this game's really fun, we enjoy it, and then a lot of folks were like, this game has a lot of problems, and someone, I, for, I forgot which, which of our colleagues said it, uh, but someone from a different outlet was like, it's just good enough to make you want it to be better, which I thought was like a really yeah, interesting, interesting way to put That's it. That's deep. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So deep you can Think- drown in it. Yeah, it sounds like a Jason Ocampo line. I bet he wrote that. It was, it was not Jason Ocampo. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, the real shame about Assassin's Creed 3 is that everything in the game, like we said last week, everything in the game surrounding the gameplay, excellent. Excellent stuff. It's a dense game. Boy, do I like a dense game, Greg. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah. You know, and there's just so much to do in it. The characters are cool. The environments look pretty. Nice idea. Alternate history, good. Characters, very nice. But you just, you it's just you, that you can, gameplay. I'll tell you, don't you get what. To do anything in that game. You're walking between it showing you doing things, and then you walk to the next thing that it shows you doing in a cutscene. I, I got to say though, Colin is a as a goddamn pro at the microphone because I'm, I've been watching him from this vantage point. His chin gets centimeters, nay, millimeters away from the microphone, but he never touches it. Yeah. I touch it every time and I feel all gross. Like my bottom, <laughs> my bottom lip touches it. I was I'm just like, like I'm looking at it from this profile. Yeah, you're so close to it. You're so close to it. They call me the Don Imus of video games. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about uh, not having your usual mic? You, you come to terms with it? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Yeah, Colin was a little unhappy with me, but we still love each other. I want to go that far. Number next. <laughs> Number next. <laughs> Number four, Sony Computer Entertainment America filed a U.S. patent request for something called the Hybrid Separable Motion Controller, which is basically a split-in-half DualShock controller with PlayStation Move Orbs on it. But it's, it can be magnetized to be put together. Mm. It's detachable. The patent was filed in May of 2011 and just recently surfaced thanks to the website the 6th Axis. Yep. That's it. It's a pretty looking controller. I guarantee it. It's interesting. It's it's goofy tech. Hopefully it never makes it. It, it looks it looks God. beyond. Beyond. Horrible. Beyond. God willing. Yeah. yeah. God willing. You'd hope that they filed this, you know, just to have it tucked away. You know, it's been over a year since they filed it. You're like, all right. They're breaking that out with the Orbis. That's how you're going to have to play. <sighs> Yeah, Nathan Drake. You can be climbing up that thing with Nathan Drake using your arms. Good old climbing up that thing uh, with no. Nathan Drake. <laughs> it's going to be just like Uncharted Golden Abyss, but with the, the actual oh, PS3. God. So you're going to have to be doing like this. Uh, you been rowing was, that boat? By the way, I tweeted over Thanksgiving, but uh, if another Vita game makes me hold my Vita up to a light, I'm going to freak out. And Assassin's Creed is so bad at it. Y- yeah, in, like in, Uncharted, it in Uncharted, it was like, all right, I see the light. I'm going. Sure. And in, in Asa- I was like walking around when I was doing chemo, like standing. I had, <laughs> yeah. I had to give it to Christine to go do it at a light. that I, could, I was like tethered to the IV. I couldn't get off to go do. And then while it's over the light, you have to turn like a wheel over yeah, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so stupid. Yeah, I was in a hotel room with my family. And they were like watching a show, and I was walking around the room, moving my feet around. Like, I probably look like a crazy. 
crazy Playing person. some little deviants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the jam, right? Mm-hmm. Number five, PlayStation Network maintenance is scheduled for Monday, December 3rd, and will last for eight hours. Uh, from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific or 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, the network will undergo maintenance, and anyone who hasn't re- recently signed in will have problems getting onto the PSN. However, if you've recently signed in, you should be good to go, though you may have trouble accessing the PlayStation Store, PlayStation Home, and account management. That's some sad news, but if you want some exciting PlayStation Network news, check out IGN at 8 o'clock, Monday the 3rd. That's um, the end of it. Ryan Clements? I guarantee it. Oh, but I because know. I think that these stories are good information for mm-hmm. people to know. Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> right. I'm really. I think that game's gonna be. I'm excited for it. I'm just saying. I want a, a firm date. Nice, hard, firm date. Mm-hmm. It's Don't the best kind of date. Mm. Not one of those floppy dates. Flaccid <laughs> <Those laughs> dates. Classed, <laughs> flapping around, just fucking meandering around. No direction. Just making a lot of noise. Like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Number six, the Resistance Collection has a release date. The compilation, which will include Resistance Fall of Man, Resistance 2, and Resistance 3, will be launched on December 5th and will cost $39.99. In addition to the games, it will also include DLC from Resistance 2 and Resistance 3. And Guarantee it. Very good. I'm going to play that, actually. What was the Resistance 3 DLC? Multiplayer stuff? Yeah. I, uh, I wish it were single-player stuff. That'd be awesome. Like a new ending. Yeah. I was just talking Not to Colin about this yesterday. I said yesterday, really rude. Um, starting comments yesterday. Yesterday. That um, I, I never finished Resistance 2. I never played Resistance 3. Wow. You ain't missing so. much. Oh, no, wait. For you th- never played no, Resistance two. 3? Nope. I liked 3 a lot. Yeah, 3 was awesome. I didn't like 2 very much. You should play that this weekend. Okay, yes. Well, maybe I will. I told Justin Davis, because Justin Davis hates Resistance 2, right? A lot of people don't like Resistance 2. I think they're wrong, but Resistance 3 is the best game in the series, like, hands down. There's no doubt about it. I told him that if he didn't love Resistance 3, I'd buy him dinner. Wow. So there you, go. you can't go wrong. You can't, you can't lose with that. You either get a great game you love or you get a free dinner. If he loves it, what happens? That's it. I just want him to play. He just loves it. People have to play Resistance 3. It's a fantastic game. It's true. It was a tedious platinum, but I got it. Insomniac likes those difficult trophies, do they not? They do. Mm-hmm. Number seven, speaking of Insomniac games, it appears that the studio may not be done with Ratchet & Clank. <gasps> the studio launched Ratchet & Clank Full Frontal Assault this week, review coming soon. But it is also... Uh, I'm sorry, but it is also working on the first multi-platform game while working away from Sony exclusivity. However, in the comments section of the PlayStation blog, Insomniac's James Stevenson, a friend of Podcast Beyond, noted to readers that, quote, we aren't stopping making Ratchet & Clank games, end quote, also noting that, quote, we definitely don't think Ratchet & Clank have run out of adventures yet, end quote. Sony owns the IP, not Insomniac, but it is Insomniac's bread and butter. It's pretty interesting to to think that they're going to kind of straddle the line now between exclusivity and third party. You got some eggs, you got some baskets, where do you want to put them? Yeah, separate them. Two different baskets. Yes. Who's making this call, by the way? Who's making this call? You, me. You. Um, Greg Miller. I guarantee it. That's interesting. It's interesting because they're straddling this line. What does this mean for their fuse everywhere? The words what does this I mean for their fuse, ratchet? I don't know, man. One place. See, we were talking about this. Now, we don't... I've never played Fuse. Fuse looks really cool. And Somniac makes Mitch great. loves it. Mitch has played it or watched a lot of it. And he went it. and saw it. Okay. Um, Thompson saw it, too. But and that box art, man. The box art's terrible. Now, what, now, what's interesting about, about you know, Insomniac makes great games. They, they don't make bad games. And so we, we assume, just based on their track record, that, that Fuse is going to be a good game. Maybe it won't be. But what's interesting is, like, what happens if that game doesn't sell? Because Sony kind of kept them safe and insulated from being, like, a real third party. And it, they can't take hits anymore. So Fuse has to sell. Now, maybe this is a way to, for them to hedge their bets. But it makes me wonder if Fuse doesn't do well. Yeah. Maybe they just kind of come right back into Resistance. Wouldn't that be nice? Because that one will sell. <laughs> I think it would just be another um, ratchet, wouldn't it? Did, well, they do both. Was there a, was there a date set to fuse yet? 
Uh, When's that fuse run out? Yeah, it is. I think there's a date of fuse, right? Isn't it March? March, I think, yeah. I'm I'll excited check. to play. I'm I'll, excited. I'll check is on the there, internet. Is there... I think I just how feel we got like yelled no, this week. There's no momentum for that game right now. No. Like fuse. Not like no one's but it's also it's, really it's, crowded in, exactly. in March. I mean, there's Tomb Raider, there's Bioshock, there's Dead Space, there's Crisis, there's uh oh, Are you serious? Gear, all those are March? War. Yeah, all of that stuff is... Oh, it's not going to stand a chance. No one's like, going to buy Fuse. January, February, March is insane. There's so many games coming out. This is scary. Insane in the membrane. Exactly. Insane it's in the It's now brain. known as Fuse, and the third-person cooperative shooter is set for release on both PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in March of 2013. Very weird that it's coming to Xbox. It's just weird to say an Insomniac game is coming to Xbox. Isn't it? It's very strange. If you want to um, be a rock superstar and live large. A big house. I'm, I'm, I think Fuse is going to be a good game. I, I'm confident in it. But I think that game is, like, like Goldfarb said, it's just way too crowded. And they yep. changed. They, I know some people like the hardcore are really disappointed that they changed the game. I mean, it looks – that box art is just terrible. It's just fucking terrible. Yeah. I, I disagree to the extent that if it was either so deliberate that they did not include their heads to keep it intriguing – or if they just included their heads, like they could have gone one way or they could have gone the other way, but they sort of did it like they cut off like maybe the top fourth of the face and it looks wrong. It looks, weird. Wrong. It it looks, looks weird. like, yeah, it looks like a, a mistake. mistake. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Number eight. It looks like Dragon Age 3 Inquisition is a next gen game. A LinkedIn resume from a guy working on the game from EA Shanghai indicates that, quote, the scope of DA3 has been changed, end quote, and will now, quote, Target next-gen platforms that won't be postponed to 2014, end quote. Mm. Goldfarb. Um, oh, I guarantee it. That's actually more exciting to me because a game like that is all about scope, and I would love to see it push the hardware. Um, but that said – oh, did I take your turn? I think potentially. He said my name. I, I know. That's no, fine. Um, I, oh, I will go, go, go. You can have the next what? two. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know um, – <laughs> I know there are some developers listening to this podcast. You got to be careful about that LinkedIn, man. Got to be careful what you write on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I cleaned up the English a little bit too because the guy I think yeah, is Chinese. He, uh, he works at the EA Shanghai, right. so yep. I mean, he did the best he could. God, you're so racist sometimes, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's in my face. I was actually just trying to be nice. If that's okay. Um, so unlike you, huh? So unlike you. I know. Um, you making the noise? Yeah, I can't hear it. Good. Oh, there it is. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> Number nine. The Grand Theft Auto series is not surprisingly a massive smash hit at retail. Take two revealed that the series has shipped to retailers a total of 125 million units to date, including 25 million units of uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 alone. Grand Theft Auto 5 is set for release in the spring of 2013, and I suspect it will sell another 25 million. Clements. I guarantee it. Just because they're big numbers. But <laughs> I'd like to point out that as you were saying, 125 million. Like, as you said, each number, Goldfarb put up his fingers in the amount that he, you were saying because he just – I don't think that happened. Just note, yeah, you did. Goldfarb's That's what cheap. just happened. He's trolling the streets. God. He is trolling yeah. the streets. I'm going to jump over this table and just kiss, kiss your face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to make out with you so hard. <laughs> Number 10, Bungie's new game has been revealed exclusively by IGN. And Goldfarb, really. In a series of leaked documents provided to IGN, the new game called Destiny is looking pretty damn good. Goldfarb, take it away. But before you do, Greg. I guarantee it. Okay, Goldfarb. Uh, I think it sounds really cool. I, they're going – I think it's funny because I, I, at least personally, was just kind of expecting them to be going in the direction of another Halo. You know, a first-person shooter at least. But uh, it sounds like they're going for something a little broader than that, something that would kind of appeal to, like, almost families, which is kind of interesting. I mean, they keep comparing it to Star Wars. 
which is uh, a very interesting direction for I, I can't really think of a game that's like that that just like an epic sci-fi game that appeals to like a you know a t audience and they said something about its release status staggered release right do we know anything about that? So, again, that's what's interesting. When it leaked out way back, uh, the Activision court case uh, against Infinity Ward, they had to disclose all their contracts, all their paperwork. And that was when the Bungie contract came out and people learned about Destiny and learned about the the four games and the four DLC packs and the staggered release and blah, blah, blah. In this document that we got, all it says is Xbox 360 PS3. And it does have both logos. So, I mean, I, I think that's interesting because, who? I mean, that, that Activision document was over a year old. Mm. So, who knows? I mean, this could, maybe it is coming out in 360 PS3 simultaneously. Interesting. Very interesting. The art in that game. You check our site for the story if you haven't seen it already. If you're one of the three people in the world <laughs> that hasn't seen that story. But the art in that is really, is really something. For sure. Number 11. MLB 13, the show, has a release date. Look for it on both PlayStation 3 and PlayStation Vita on March 5th, 2013. Additionally, I reached out to Sony to see about cross-buy. Sony has told IGN that it was still undecided on whether or not the show will be cross-buy this year, though they are considering it. We should not have an answer one way or the other by the year's end. Remember that Vita and PS3, uh, that was the first cross-play game available, and you had to buy them separately. Although, I think you got a discount on the Vita version, so I assume it'll be cross-buy, but they probably haven't. uh, It's another March game, too. So, Clements. I doubt it. What? I don't care about the show. I'm trying. You see, you're only thinking see, for yourself not, now. Yeah, that's what I'm yep. saying. We're not looking. Uh, you know, I don't care about half the things on this list, but you know, there are people out there that like the Assassin's Creed. They like the Beyond Two Souls. They like the MLB. Clemens doesn't care about it. I'm just. It's not about a Radian card. It's not about a gigahertz processor. He doesn't give a flying fuck. Um, I will say though, the one I made the, Greg angry when I did the little noise that you always do. He gave me the death stares. About <laughs> about a year ago, Clemens and I went to Sony San Diego to interview some people, and we saw MLB the show, MLB 12 the show on the Vita and PS3. <laughs> And I'll never forget Ryan playing this fucking game. Like, like we were doing home run derby with the developers, and Ryan, like, for like ten at bats, what am I like, doing? Throw a touchdown! He, he, he didn't say anything for like ten at bats, and he wasn't even swinging the entire time because his controller wasn't working. He, he just had no idea like, that it wasn't I working. I wouldn't have known, so I was just like, I don't think I'm doing very well. And they're like, your controller's not on. I'm like, all right, well, great. That was the funniest thing ever. You know what? I really like going to Sony San Diego. Those guys are fucking serious about oh, about yeah. baseball, man. Holy yeah. shit. They're also, I mean, like, as much as I say I don't care about the game, that just means that I'm not going to play it. That doesn't mean that that game doesn't look, isn't, like, super impressive, and they're all extremely crazy, passionate, and Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't play the show, but but it's really, we had a lot of fun talking to them, because they are really serious. Like, when people talk about sports games just being rehashes or whatever like i think the show is a great example of a a series where they like don't fuck around i remember we went into the manager's office like the guy's man and there's just a mattress on the ground right like wasn't he just sleeping like yeah he had been he was just like there during crunch time they they don't mess around and i think that the fans respond i mean that's one of the very few exclusive games that are that's on mpd every year when it it comes out mccaffrey's even excited for it well he's a huge baseball fan it's just really weird that an exclusive sports game is the biggest baseball game because there is a multi-platform baseball game that doesn't even sell as well on all the platforms. So they have like a baseball. Well, they're usually good about it too, as far as putting it out on PSP and Vita and you know right, uh, right. PS3 and PS2. Yeah, uh, was last just, year was a, yeah, yeah. No, last year was the first time they just had two platforms. They didn't even do it on PSP last year. Uh, but hopefully they have more. There's something wrong with it last year where there wasn't. There was something wrong with the ubiquity. It was con- it was convoluted if I remember Jack's review correctly. Um, so we'll see. Number twelve. In a comment to IGN, Sony told IGN that PlayStation All-Star sales are, quote, right on target. An inquiry was made after sales charts from the UK service showing All-Stars in 38th place for that week. However, the sales chart only accounts for a single day of sales. That's why I don't understand why this was like a story. It's like one day of sales. 
Um, the comment from Sony in full is, quote, sales are right on target with expectations and we are happy with them. Goldfarb. I, I love my PlayStation All-Stars, but I doubt it. Okay. I, I, I am very skeptical about the sales of this game so far. I think um, it's really fun. I think it's uh, super well done. I think Superbot did a great job with it, but I, I don't expect it to sell very well, especially not. I mean, I think it could have legs. I think it could catch on, certainly. But um, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was not doing well. Let's make predictions right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write them down. For numbers, or, for numbers. For what, though? I mean, like, yeah, they're numbers. never going to tell us digital. Exactly. Numbers are harder. That's true. We That's do, the like, problem. N- That's where it gets all screwed up. placement or something, but... Let's just say this. MPD is going to be a dinosaur. Will All-Stars be on MPD in November or December? Goldfarb. Top 10? Honestly, no. I I say no. Because November is going to be Assassin's Creed. It's going to be Black Ops. It's going to be Mario U. It's going to be Need for Speed. It's going to be Halo. I mean, there were a lot of games that came out. No. Goldfarb is a no. Yeah, I'm a no. Greg Miller. He's a no, too. Ryan Clemens. I think I should just defer to your guys' judgment. I'm terrible at numbers. And predicting this I shit. miss the old NPD number a game we used to do. Yeah, that was a yeah. fun game. That's when we, had, when we got all the numbers. Um, what are you saying? Moriarty? <sighs> For December, I say yes. Okay. Now, Moriarty just put me down as no. <laughs> so I'll just be a no. Well, you're deferring, so that's just a no for me. Colin is yes. Now, the reason I say this, I don't think it comes out in November, what, 20th? So it's, it's kind of late in the game. Sure. There's a lot of competition, but I think that the game is getting... Good word of a lot mouth. of buzz, a lot yeah. of buzz about it. As far and as people talking about it, it's exclusive. So if that is what's important, then to some PlayStation gamers out there, which it certainly is, you have to assume that people that bought PS3s. I mean, how many people bought PS3s and bought All Stars? Maybe fifty thousand of those five hundred twenty-five thousand people might have bought All Stars right there. The game is available digitally. We don't know the numbers yet, but I think that I think that we're going to get an announcement in January-ish that All Stars has sold a million copies worldwide. Wow, I really don't think so. At yeah, all. I, don't see that. I think it's going to be at like two hundred fifty thousand. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I think. I think you complicating guys are... it further is the fact that you buy that Vita bundle from Amazon that sold out, and you got the voucher code for Vita All Stars, but not for PS3 or whatever. Yeah, I think you guys are lowballing. Now, here's why I say January is the number, and I could be wrong, but this is my guess. Mm-hmm. The game comes out in Japan in January, and I think that game is good for a couple hundred thousand in Japan alone. So, I think that game will be at the top of the chart. At media, you know, the media create chart or whatever the fuck they call it. my thing is uncharted uncharted 3 did what like eight hundred thousand sell through and like that's a game that like everyone who owns a ps3 at like, last report like, sure sure but i but, that game's but probably ta- a few million by now yeah but i mean we're, we're talking first few months right i mean that's why i just a million for playstation all-stars by january i just think is totally not even close to the realm of reality we'll see i would love to be wrong i would love to see Superbot rewarded for that game because they did an incredible job but I just—I'm not even sure a million is great for that game. But while we're putting a pin in PlayStation All Stars, last week we talked about the PlayStation All Stars IGN League podcast beyond League. I wanted to start. Lots of people wrote in. Uh, we have picked. I've reached out to one person who had the best plan. It seemed we will have information soon on the IGN PlayStation All Stars. Wow. Battle League. Is we'll it see. Mitchell Morgan? No, it's not. He Mitchell's down to help and everything, but there was a couple other guys who had some stats background. Sounds like it would take you a lot. Trust him implicitly. Yeah. I do trust them, dog, implicitly, and. Uh, I want people on All-Stars on this topic. I want them to write into Beyond at IGN.com because I think the best thing we're going to have right now is anecdotal evidence about how the game is doing because we're not going to get finite numbers because of the availability of the game on PSN and the fact that it's not out in Japan, but we can get some anecdotal evidence. What are you experiencing out there with PlayStation All-Stars in terms of are your friends interested in it? Are people interested in buying it uh, that you know? Are you meeting a lot of the same people online? That is the the major thing. Are you, are you just meeting different people? Because when I played it online... I was just seeing different people over and over again. I didn't run into any of the same people, but I know other people have had different experiences. That's going to tell the tale. Plus, 
how it does in Europe overall. We should have an idea today or tomorrow, actually, how it did in the UK specifically. Next year in Japan, in January, I think that game's good for number one for a week or two. So we'll we'll see. I, th- I think that game is going to do really well in Japan, relatively speaking. Sure. Because of Toro. No, because I think that, you know, it's a, pl- it's a big PlayStation exclusive, big first-party PlayStation exclusives that cater to uh, genres that Japanese gamers like, such as a fighting game, typically do well. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. Remains to be seen. Indeed. Number 13. It looks like Mirror's Edge 2 is in development at DICE. Ben Cousins from a studio I can't pronounce stated that, it, <laughs> that quote, it is general knowledge in the Stockholm dev scene that Mirror's, to Edge, or Mirror's Edge 2 that's Mirror's not, that, 2 Edge. That would be awesome if it was called. <laughs> <laughs> is in production at DICE, end quote. Who are we on? Greg. I think Clements needed two, though. So no, I, 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 I went back to him. Okay. This is a big fat. I doubt it. Get the hell out of here. I'm so sick of hearing about Mirror's Edge 2. Shit or get off the pot. Oh, man. I guess this is just... It should be what It should be, wants. apparently. That's what you want, isn't it? That's what you want. I just want us that's to be consistent. That's what you want. I want to be consistent. Well, you are setting the consistency basis great. then. Great. You have made the cake batter, and great. I'm just licking it, it up. Li- <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it seems like every every few months we hear about a Mirror's Edge 2 mm. rumor. It's like, all right, cool. I agree. Shit or get off the pot. Very good, Greg. Mm. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> You're welcome, son. Number fourteen, the PlayStation so Network page chronic. The PlayStation Network game page chronic is finally coming out. Look for it on North American PlayStation Store on Tuesday, December fourth, and in Europe on Wednesday, December fifth. We'll have a review soon. I reached out. We got codes, but they're not activated until Tuesday. Clements, I don't even know what that game is. What's page exactly. chronic? Exactly. I doubt it. You look so annoyed. Well, I just like I don't even know how to respond. It might be the best game ever made. It's not. It's on you, a PC. We're not going to know. Can you? All right. Uh, <laughs> the Pitch Chronicle was on Steam. Clements would know everything. I know all about it. <laughs> I know all the developers' dogs' names. Can you ask uh, Cipher Felton what he thinks of it? <laughs> no, I'm not. I got. I got. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. I want to see the face. <laughs> <laughs> just picturing like my face distort, contorting. Yeah. Uh, Pitch Chronicle, I think, actually looks really cool. We saw the trailer yesterday, and what's really Interesting about the game is it could be hit or miss. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but Page Chronicle looks neat because it's a side-scrolling action game with some magic and stuff like that. But you seem to freeze time whenever you need power, and there's wor- like letters just constantly scrolling by, and you grab them and make words. And the better the word you make, the more power you get. So, like so it's game? Mario like teaches type. I, I don't think I don't think it's a kids game. No. Pokemon uh, typing sounds entire, like a smart ass knockoff. The entire PlayStation blog post was how it's like not an edutainment game, but they're kind of embracing that it could be, but that it's really just like a unique take on what they're trying to do. I think cool. it actually sounds really. It neat. sounds neat. I, yeah, I no, say. it's a cool idea for sure. Uh, number fifteen, the Korean ratings board has listed Resident Evil Revelations, the hit 3DS game for both PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty, indicating that it's being ported to the HD twins. Capcom refused to give IGN comment on the listings. Goldfarb. God, I doubt it. I, Audrey and Rich will kill me. I did not enjoy Resident Evil Revelations. I, uh, I tried it with a Circle Pad Pro. I had my second analog stick. Didn't I think it it's really me. interesting that a 3DS game is being ported to the For HD. For sure. Games. Yeah, that would be that would be a very, very interesting looking game. I'm I think sure. it's pretty clear that that's real. Capcom's obviously not giving any yeah, comment on it. of course. It. Um, I, I don't think there's any reason why it would have to be disc-based, though. I mean, that could easily be a $15. Oh, I don't again. think it is going to be disc-based. Yeah. Uh, number 16. Sony has recently revealed that Rockbird's hard-boiled chicken and Let's Fish Hooked On. Are both I doubt Vita. it. <laughs> the former came to PSN in 2011 was announced for Vita early in 2012, but we have heard nothing about it since. I played it at Comic-Con. Uh, the latter was released at retail in Japan earlier this year, but will be released in the West as a digital-only download. I doubt it. Yeah, oh yeah. I gotta say, I watched the trailer for Hooked On or whatever it is. That game looks awful. It looks awful. And I, 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 and I this is just... 
the first look. This is yeah, just yeah, yeah. like first you know, an Oreo oration's first look. I, mm. I'm just that sounds like an excellent YouTube show. It does. It, it does. I mean, you should probably check it out. But all I'm saying is, is that uh, I haven't played it. But oof, if you know, if we can judge a book by its cover, goodness. Well, is that the end? Nope. Number seventeen. <laughs> the hit PC game, The Binding of Isaac, is coming to PlayStation ah. Three and PlayStation Vita in the form of, of an updated, expanded version called The Binding of Isaac: Rebirth. Little else is currently known about it, other than that it will feature a new final chapter and ending, two new playable characters, and more. Clements. Oh, it's on me now. Mm. It's got PC roots. We already know you care. Yeah, well, yeah. But get a three I, on three in the column for for guarantee. It was a PC game, but it loses two of them because it's being ported from PC. Okay. No, it's just that I actually never played that game. I never had much interest in it, even though I heard it was really good. Um, I doubt it. Oh, wow. Breaking Ned McMillan's heart right now. I think that game looks really cool. Yeah, it looks great. It might be cool. I just didn't haven't really had my eye on it. I think it sounds like it would be great on the Vita. Mm-hmm. We'll see if it cross-play, maybe cross-buy. We'll see. Finally, number 18. PlayStation mm. Plus has 10 new discounts in North America. The following games are 50% off. Bejeweled 2, Cash Guns, Chaos, Peggle, Pinball Arcade, Sideway, New York. Great game. Slambolt Scrappers, Swords and Soldiers, Turover. <laughs> Untold Legends, Brotherhood of the Blade, and Untold Legends, The Warrior's Code. Starting in December, listeners subscribing to Plus from the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Arab Emirates will get Batman, Arkham City, Limbo, and Vanquish for free. Now there are some games. Wow. Yeah, I guarantee it for those three. Okay, so what, the what? final score... Is nine to nine. Oh, really? oh wow, those I doubt it's wait, right wait. up there. There was that that uh okay, so Greg gets executive decision here. There was the PlayStation All Stars update at the beginning, oh, which could be the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah, that's the tiebreaker, I guarantee it. We needed that information. Yeah. You did good, Moriarty. You won out in yeah. the in the long run. I I probably could have done some my guarantee it's to some of those. Let's but... do that. You already tried to sink the ship, you yeah, couldn't exactly. though. The SS Moriarty stands tall, ready to defend the PlayStation <laughs> shore. It's a tugboat. It's a, I wasn't expecting a tugboat. <laughs> was expecting some kind of battleship, but it turned out to be a tugboat. <laughs> My apologies. And a train. <laughs> My apologies, everyone. But the tugboat Moriarty stands. <laughs> and also, it's a train. <laughs> Colin, it was exciting talking about games that are coming out in 2013, uh-huh. but if I wanted to know what's in stores right now, where would I go? Go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Bada, ba, ba, ba. Now give me some credit. That was a good <laughs> intro. God. Yeah, that was. That was. One of my there, was good, there was a really good one in the mail this week. I hope you saw it. It was uh, really fun. We're getting up. too much mail. We have too many listeners now. Yeah, we do. And we get a lot of stuff about opeach- impeaching Obama. Yeah, we do. I don't know who keeps signing us up for that. I mean, I'm imagining party. it's you, but it's, no, it's not me. I, I don't think it's I'm fooling around. We get so much. We're having a fun podcast. <laughs> uh, there's only one game at retail this week. It's uh, Ratchet and Clank: Full Frontal Assault for a Sawbuck Ooh. Twenty. Yep. Very good. I, that's, there's no embargo on this because it's in the wild, right? Correct. So, I'm reviewing it. Yeah, and you don't just don't seem very happy with it right now. I'm not very happy with it. Yeah, All I right. don't. I mean, it's you know, like, I'm still playing through it it's it's a very interesting game there's a lot going on i went back and read your guys's preview from comic-con today to see if i was missing something and i think it's just one of those things at first blush i think it plays a little bit differently than how it ends up being i think it's a game that doesn't 
it's trying to do a little bit too much and that okay. takes away from it and gets to be really really frustrating okay uh you're it. you're trying to it, it it's one of those things when i read your previews i was like oh man awesome it's base defense it's tower defense i want to build up this unit and do this but then it just becomes no no actually go manage these micro tasks and go do this and like i'm in this one story level right now now story levels play different than uh competitive levels but the story level is I've gotten it down to like I need to wipe out the final base and to do that I you know I have to defend my base against the final waves of attack. So what I have to do is go out and just mine out fight the enemies I've already fought over and over again now to get more bolts to come back and build stuff. The bolts are, the bolts accrue so slowly that it's such a pain in the ass to try to build out your defenses. And then when you finally get going, things will slip through for no reason that I can figure out and come through and kill you and do this and do that. Then competitive is one of those things I'm I'm liking team play more. I like playing online way more than alone and i know that was one of colin's things in his preview too mm, mm. that he thought that it was you know gonna definitely you know the, the proofs in the pudding as far as you want to play multiplayer with this one that's what it kind of is it's a five mission level five mission story with now granted missions i mean when you're getting your feet wet are going to take you like 20 to 40 minutes depending on what you're doing they have set times to try to get through so it's, it's there's content there but then you jump into competitive and that's where it's they switch it up and it's the whole you're going to go out and try to collect these nodes that will generate you bolts so you can go back to buy soldiers so you can then go on an attack phase and stuff like that. But even then, it's sometimes just getting your teeth kicked in and not having a good time. And okay. like outside of just like the like uh, little bits of frustration. That, like it's one of those things when the game works and it's clicking, I'm having fun. But then there's these big segments where I'm shooting, I'm trying to shoot off. They have all the the ramps to shoot you. You know when you're in your hover boots off onto the node or whatever, and you'll hit it just wrong, and you won't, go, you don't go anywhere. So then I got to hop, and I'm jumping, and I'm trying to get over there. Or I'm doing the ramps, but the in the ramps will just shoot me off into death if I'm not steering perfectly. It's like, well, this is. The, I find the maps totally convoluted. I can never. There's. It's one of those things like you need to play the maps basically in practice mode to figure out where everything is so you can do it. Because if you just jump into a competitive mode on a new map, it's toast. Mm, okay. Not a lot of people are playing it. Either it's a competitive, you know. Not I mean, surprising, I, it just came out. Yeah, I know, and I'm not. And don't get me wrong. There's and no, very few reviews have gone up. I'm not holding that against it. It's just one of those things. That I think it's too bad. Yeah, you know, I, I think that it's you know, Clements and I really liked it when we played it at Comic Con, and I think the game's probably gonna be fun when you figure it out and, and stuff like that. Um, but it seems like people are resistant, both casually, Resistance? right? Exactly. <laughs> well, it's unintentional. Uh, they're resistant to change with with Ratchet. Um, because all for one generally wasn't well received by players. I know Clements really liked it, and I actually really liked it too. My nephews are fucking crazy. About but that remember, game. we all we also only played. Oh, are you talking about uh, Full Frontal Assault still? No, when we I saw was it. all for all for one. I was got playing. it. Um, Sorry. And uh, <laughs> I thought I thought you were saying. That, never mind. Pay attention, Clements. <laughs> I thought I thought he was just saying how we liked it when we saw it, and I was like, oh yeah, from com-, but I, and then I was about to give the disclaimer, but we only saw it for a brief period of time when we were playing Full Frontal Assault. I didn't realize he had switched over to all for one. My, none of my complaints about it. None of my complaints about it <laughs> are that it's not Ratchet and Clank. It, none of my complaints about the game aren't that it's not. It's a different take on Ratchet and Clank that I want Crack in Time 2 or something like that. That's not my But I think people it. do want that. I mean, I think that That's what I'm fine. saying is that what people want are more Ratchet games. You know, and they're Ratchet games. Are, like, real Ratchet games are fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it, like, I guess what I'm saying is the North Carolina studio that does these Ratchet games, are the, what kind of feedback are they going to get now? Are like, they going to go back into the comfort zone and give people what they want? Now, if they do that, and I think they're probably going to do that with the next Ratchet game, then could, it, could they keep doing it? Could they even annualize it and give people what they want? We talk about that with Mega Man and Castlevania and shit like that. But yeah. I like that they're trying different things. Sure. You know? And I think that the tower defense idea is a really good idea. Yes, it should have been tower defense and not all this other Base fucking shit. Like yes. Now, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> this is I made a connection just now about 
Full Frontal Assault. When, when I went did to, you make the connection? Just right, right now. now. Wow. That when I went to neurons are firing in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know about. Let's not give. Let's not give me too much credit. Uh, when I went to Insomniac and, and, and interviewed all those guys, one of the big things, especially John Fiorito, who's like one of their, their chief officers there, he was saying how absolutely integral it is for them to be ahead of the curve. Like sure. They're always thinking about the next thing. And like they think that some games got caught in stasis as being old. And they talked about Resistance being one of those things where they started developing it. And when, by the time Resistance 3 came out, the entire gaming landscape was different. They don't want to do that again. And what Full Frontal Assault seems to be is to use something that's beloved, like Ratchet and Clank, but do something that kids really enjoy today. And I, by kids, I mean every like you know people on the iPhone, the iPad, just whatever age you are. Tower Defense. And there, what the, I think what it's a, it is is a response to being like, hey, like we can make a Ratchet game, make it a little bit cheaper, put it on the PlayStation consoles, and Sony owns it, but we can do something that people seem to enjoy on their phones and their tablets, which is like a more tower defense, less actiony game. Yeah. And it seems to be a response to that, and it seems to be a direct response to what something like John Fury. But was and it's one of those things that they're missing the point, though. If that's it, because the, it's, it's just you, a theory, though. Oh no, 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 but we're just we're kicking around the conversational podcast here because you're talking about it being a less action oriented thing. But the pro- what the problem is is that there's an imbalance between the tower defense and the action. It's still very much a ratchet and clank game. You have your weapon wheel. You have you know you have Mr. Zircon. You have the the belching gun, the eruptor, right? Uh, you have all the you got combo buster and all that stuff, and you run out and you use those and you shoot and you're doing all this third person action. So it's not I when, you know when I was thinking about I didn't watch the video previews when you guys did it. I read your previews and I was thinking of it more along the lines of I was I was more in the pixel junk monsters role of you know building this base and trying to keep the wave that's going to come and I'm going to have to repel it and it's very much like. The wave is going to come, and if I want to, I can build barricades, and I can build turrets, or I can go over there and upgrade things, or I can build out guys to go attack, and then I can go attack with them, or I can stay there. And def- it's like, what the fuck do it's I really do? Overwhelming. Like, there's so much shit to do right now, and it's one of those things. Like, and then you'll see on your little screen what's coming, and they're bringing in a giant mech, and you're like, well, fuck. Okay, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't build anymore because it takes so long to get bolts to get the giant awesome turret that you have is 3,000 bolts which takes forever to fucking get so you're like okay I gotta kill everything that comes in and not buy anything else if my walls go down fuck it the walls have to be down and it's like alright I don't know what the hell I'm doing interesting yeah I have a copy of it I just haven't played it yet I don't know what I'm going to and see this is this is always the thing like ladies and gentlemen conversational podcast yeah you're just, I'm, I'm venting a bit about it obviously it's not a bad game it's not a bad game at all right. it's just you're, just it, emo- you're getting emotional yeah, it's yeah. Just, I'm just like hey, Clement was here this morning when I was like what the fuck Fuck! Like I'm, I I was like, you kidding? Me? Lost that boss again. Like it's just like, oh, yeah. fine. This is not fun. I that see this is and this is always the problem with when you're doing these games. We step back and we're objective about it, trying to see what it does well and what it does not. And this is one of those games that I I'm not inclined to ever like. Man, I want to play. Like you know what I mean? It's not a game. Like I this weekend, I'm like I don't want to play more, but I will. I think it's the job. I want to play more. I need to see more. I need to do this, that, and the other. But it's like I don't. I'm not compelled to go back and play this game. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We talk about that a lot, how it's like, it's almost worse having a mediocre game than a bad game. Right, yeah, then yeah. you're just like... The bad games it. are so much fun. I, re- I remember those from back in the day when I was doing reviews pretty much full-time, and just some of like... The t- I'll never forget playing The Tale of Despero, the video game version of that mouse movie. And do you remember this? The no. CG mouse movie where there was yeah, a little, yeah. like, musketeer mouse guy? I don't know. Despero, like, E-A-U-X. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah. And uh, And I was playing that game, and it was just... A pile of something. <laughs> a pile of what? A pile poop. of bolts? Probably poop. Mm. Just a big old pile of poop. Mm. Anything digitally? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, we were on this. That's all. Yeah, that's it for PS3 and Vita. Um, for 
PSN, these are all PS3 games. It's important to note that Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault will be on Vita, but it's not ready yet. And I'm not sure why they didn't just delay the entire thing. But and, and what's here's something that's upsetting to me, I think, as a consumer more than anything else, is that just like PlayStation All-Stars, when you get PlayStation All-Stars, you put the disc in, there's a disc benefits. You click on that, and that's where you redeem your Vita version, right, for cross-buy and everything else. When you put in Ratchet and Clank and you do that, you just get the air code. There's not even a message there, not even an image saying, hey, guys, we've had to delay the Vita version, but if you hold on to this in January, you'll be able to... And it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Isn't that... Can't we... They're probably already printed already. But, but it's pinging the network. It's ping, like You can't put up a JPEG somewhere that it pings to and brings back this image to tell people what's up. Because it's one of those things, like, we get it. We totally understand what's happening because we report the news. You're listening to podcasts beyond. You probably read IGN. You understand that. How many people... Like, the box says cross-buy. You buy this and it's got on the Vita. There's no... Coming January, it's like there's no notification that it's not right now. Yeah, that's what, well for the consumer confusion alone. That's why I think they should have just not yeah. release it. Yeah. Like first of all, they're releasing it in late November. People are there's a deluge of games. They should have just held the game anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't and know. it's one of those things too. We talk about this all the time that we're IGN and we're lucky to have this PlayStation audience. That's our most you know engaged audience. Like you listening to the show, you know you're the you are the lifeblood of IGN. You make IGN PlayStation the best part of the site, like literally, like as far as like numbers and stuff. And it's one of those things when I was looking out at, uh, I, I was I was doing Family Guy and then Full Frontal was coming up and I'm like, oh man, I got which one do I need to go do? And I went to GameStats, which is one of our internal metrics to see who, what games are doing. Family Guy was like way off the charts people cared about. In Ratchet, there was no nothing. No, like people didn't know this game was coming. It, people weren't clicking on any articles about it. Nobody was like interested in that. It's just another game that was sent out to die. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's it's. I mean, even games that are competent for different audiences that we might not like, like Sports Champions Two. It's like that game could have benefited from some commercials. A fun game, you yeah. know. Yeah, see, I like skiing. You know, it's like oh yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's sad because like they people toil on these games and then they oh yeah and they must know that they're not going to sell. You must know. Yeah. It's always interesting too to talk to people though about that developers like how much that means to them, right? Like I mean they obviously you want your game to sell, you want as many people. Like we write articles, we want as many people in the world to read them. We make these podcasts, we want everyone to watch or listen to them. And it's interesting like yeah, if you're just making a game to make it awesome or how that all works out for you. Yeah, I mean I would like um, to make an awesome game that I know people are going to play. Otherwise yeah. what's the point? Um Digitally, Ratchet and Clank is available digitally. If you buy it now, you will still get the Vita version later. Uh, Ace Combat Assault Horizon, which was a retail game from like a year or two ago. Men in Black Alien Crisis. I don't know anything about that. Yeah, game. we haven't that checked. Sounds it. Sounds great. Uh, Phineas and Ferb Across the Second Dimension came to PSP, also available on Vita. Uh, and then some Sega games on PSN. Sega. Fighting Vipers, Sonic the Fighters, and Virtua Fighter 2 are all available. And demos for Lego Lord of the Rings. I think that's the PS3 version. Okay. And Full Frontal Assault. All right, there you go. That's everything that's out now. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a girthy podcast. There's been a lot going. I could barely handle it. Everybody, mm-hmm. take a breath. We have a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Audible, a provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 titles to choose from. For listeners of Beyond, Audible is offering a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free 30-day trial. If you're not already quoting from it every day, may we suggest checking out Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. It's like The Matrix mixed with video games, Star Wars, and transforming Japanese robots. And we love it. To get started, head to audiblepodcast.com slash podcastbeyond and follow the instructions to get your free audiobook. On with the show. All right, and we're back. Fun times right around here. I tell you what, doing this uh, podcast beyond episode 265. Cruising <laughs> <laughs> altitude. Of a- Let's get to reader mail. Reader mail. Mail call. Hello, mail. Right, uh, and remember, if you want to be part of the show, ladies and gentlemen, beyond at IGN.com, just like Pat did. Pat here. I guess I'm becoming a regular questioner. 
All right. Good to know, Pat. <laughs> I have a question about Vita Video Capture. Why is it that videos I see on IGN, such as the Persona 4 Golden Video Review, are captured off-screen, whereas videos like the developer demo of the same game are a full-screen capture? I've heard some say that the Vita can't be captured, but others say popular websites like IGN and Giant Bomb just don't have capture kits. Just curious, as the technical side of game coverage always interests me. Well, Pat... Colin is wearing a crown all of a sudden. That happened while I read this. <laughs> yeah, what happens is that, yeah, as you know, as having a PlayStation Vita, there is no camera out. There's nothing like the PSP 2000 had. And what happens is the developer units that get get to get, have the debug menu and get around saves and PSN profiles, they have an HDMI out, which you can then connect to and go. So dev units, incredibly expensive. And these aren't even like the test kit PS3s we have. These are the ones where you can build the game and have the environment and do all this crazy stuff on. Uh, incredibly expensive, limited supply still, so they're not out yet to the gaming press as much. So it's very much like PSP when the PSP first came out and you had to have that dumb tower that was connected to it and you had to capture off of that. It, this whole like second screen thing is making it hard. If you look at any of our uh, Wii U reviews as well, the the system itself is direct feed, but anything on the gamepad is uh, is off screen. It's kind of interesting how that works. Yeah, I mean we're just I mean we're, for you know we've tried. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and we we continue to try. Yeah. It's I mean, not we don't want to do video reviews like that. Yeah. yeah. Believe me. It'd be nice to have direct feed and have everything look good. It's actually, I would just like to point out, like, real quick, when, I mean, I only, I didn't do many Vita reviews at all. Like, I, I was on the PlayStation team just as uh, as the Vita came out, and then I was moved off of it. But it's exhausting to, like, do the video review that way. Oh, sure, you basically have butt. to stay, like, perfectly still and hold your arms out to the side and tilted up. So you're, like, looking at the screen from a 45-degree angle. It's very... It's so easy when we... Because it... It's a one-man process or one-woman job, whatever, when you're using one of the regular consoles because you can just go into a bay and capture whatever you need to do. But here I'm taking up a cameraman's time who has to sit behind me with a camera and yeah. constantly refocus, tell me what's going on. Half the time you see my bald head shining in the screen. It's like it's not the view you want. It makes me not want to do video reviews. Now, people. the interesting thing about it, though, is that I'm glad they didn't put in the video out on the Vita to begin with because obviously I'm sure that would have jacked up the price on it more and it would have been a feature that – 90% of people would never use, right? Like, it's one of those things that was a nice addition to the PSP when they started slimming it down and doing all these different things and, you know, getting more out of the model. But it, for Launch Wave, I don't need it. But interesting, I'll say. Here comes one from Julian. He says, cross-play help, then puts four exclamation points. Then he says, beyond one exclamation point. Yeah. Beyond. Help, four exclamation points. Help, oh five exclamation points. Oh help, gosh. back to four exclamation points. Quick question. I oh. bought my girl the PS Vita version of Battle Royale, and I bought myself the PS3 both on retail. I now have the Vita version for my Vita, for free, of course. How can I play a versus match? I try the AI or the ad hoc, but it tells me there are no matches found. I try to host one, but it doesn't work. Please help. Five exclamation points. You guys don't have to mention this on the podcast. Email me back if you wish. About 11 exclamation points. P.S. exclamation points. About 12. Here's what I think the problem is, Wait, Julian. Wait, there was really a P.S. with a bunch of exclamation points? Yeah. He says P.S., Exclamation points in all caps, and then puts out the exclamation points. Oh, okay. Got He's it, got begging it. for help here. Okay. What I believe is happening, Colin, correct me if I'm wrong here. It sounds like what you're trying to do is go ad hoc, Vita to Vita, mm. which would work, but you're trying to go to a PS3. So what you need is that Vita getting on the Wi-Fis. It needs to be on the Wi-Fis, hitting the internet, while your PS3 is hitting the internet too, and then you invite each other that way. Yeah, and it's also important to note, I could be wrong, but you can't play ranked one-on-one matches, right? So... Right. You need to Good do point. it. You need to do it from. This is a confusing thing to I think to a lot of people. If you go to tournament, you can only do two on two and free for all. To do, you could go to um, 
like versus, the regular versus mode and, and then invite people yeah. and you can do any permutation you want including i think you can't do a ranked one-on-one no I don't. no because I mean, you could lay down for me i'd be like clements i want to be a black belt and you'd come in and just let me beat the hell out of you for uh, how yeah, why couldn't you do a ranked one-on-one with matchmaking yeah that's like, what you see that's the thing that's how matches, other i thought all ranked matches you can't invite people anyway true so I, that's why I don't get it. Yeah, I, I think ranked one on one would be. We awesome. just have to. You'd have to have that extra option to search for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe they'll patch it in. Maybe because one on one is the definitive sure way to play. They didn't do it, but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's important. Serious. I didn't realize just, that at yeah. first either when I first got the game before it came out. I was like, how the hell do you play one on one online? And you have to do it from you know versus not like as if you were playing yeah. locally, and then use L two to invite people. Jamie writes into beyond.ign.com. A question for Colin and a question for Goldfarb. But I want to talk to Colin's question a little bit too. Question for Colin. On last week's podcast, it was mentioned that Greg and Colin had their minds made up about the PlayStation game of the year. But Colin had also mentioned he was just about to begin The Walking Dead and that he did not realize Hitman got a 9. I completely understand that you guys are really busy this time of year, but with over a month left in the year, why not take a little more time to catch up on the year's best releases? And as Colin would say, marinate them on before deciding for game of the year. Mm. You want um, to take I played The Walking Dead. Excellent. Mm. Excellent, excellent. Play Dishonored. Uh, I still have to play Dishonored. Dishonored's, I'm doing that this uh, weekend. But yes. I am pretty much settled on my game of the year, barring something else. It's going to be Dishonored. You think so? Dishonored's my vote, I think. Oh, wow. Well. I've, I've watched a lot of Dishonored, and I've been like, hmm. For now, for me right now, it's between... Sorry to just hijack this completely. For no, me fine. right now, it's, it's probably um, between uh, Borderlands, Dishonored, and Journey. Yeah, yeah. I'm similar. Three. I have similar stuff. I mean, I loved, loved The Walking Dead. Teared up at the end. It's amazing. Um, it is not my game of the year. That's understandable. My thing to Jamie's point is, uh, again, this is. I always think you know the fun thing I like about Podcast Beyond is that you're behind the curtain, kind of right. Like if you read IGN, you see stuff get published when we're ready to publish it. When you listen to Podcast Beyond, you hear me go back and forth about what my Gravity Rush, or not Gravity Rush, um, Persona 4 review is going to be right now, what my current frustration is with Ratchet and Clank. You're getting a slice of this thing that isn't the entire picture. So yes, like for sure, the whole point of what we're doing right now is figuring out what the best games are based on each other's recommendations to go home and play and marinate. There's no, Colin saying that, and me saying that, you know, I'm pretty much, I, I'm pretty much sure what my vote is doesn't mean that I'm I'm ready to cast my ballot. You that can I'm, change it right, right when you're about to pull the meter. We're getting ready for some caucuses mm. here to make sure we get, we get, what we need yeah i think that i mean i'm settled i mean with hitman i'm not hearing an incredible amount of buzz in the office about it which is one of those things and also i mean it's i'm sure it's a fantastic game there's no doubt about it but like that often drives me because there's only a finite amount of time and i think what's really important for people to understand is that there is no year and no situation in which we are going to play every single game you know so like we have to base it on a good sample of those games as many as we can possibly play yeah you know what i mean and that's what we do that's the whole point of having all the different editors with their different you know we're a playstation team xbox team nintendo team you can have all these people who obviously there's so much crossover in the giant venn diagram but then you can come out with all these exclusives so that we can narrow the field down to something manageable to yes where you can go and play a little bit here's here's the 10 nominees here's the five nominees for game of the year and you can go play that and figure out yeah and that's what we did we've we've we had situations like that we met for hours as as a as a greater team where greg and i were talking about the great playstation exclusives that people need to kind of spend time with you know mitch and mitch and mccaffrey were playing you know talking about a little bit about the xbox games the xbla games you know audrey and rich were talking a little bit about what's going on wii u and 3ds and things of this nature so you know the pc team obviously doing their thing so we try to be as comprehensive as possible before we make these decisions, but there's just not enough time in the day yeah. to play everything. So we have to kind of trust what other people are saying to us in the office because we trust each other. So, And that's why you should trust me that you need to play Dishonored. I'm going to play We're going to play Dishonored. So, so, Shut up. So relax, <laughs> about, relax just for a minute about Dishonored. Also understand that you know, Greg and I had talked last night um, 
you know, uh, I bed. actually have, I actually have Matt. Yeah, we were laying in bed. Greg, Greg was spoon, laying on my chest. And Greg had his head on my chest, and we were kind of just talking about the future. And it, and it came up that. Um, <laughs> That's such an awesome image for me to think. I'm playing my Vita. He's playing his PS3. Yeah. It came, it came up that you know Greg is about ready to play Dishonored. I'm still playing Far Cry Three, which is yeah. a really yeah, good I gotta game. switch out. Yeah, for that um, and you know, we were just gonna swap games when we were done, basically. Yeah. So. Awesome. Um, so we can, you know, each play those different games. But I also now have Mass Effect on PlayStation 3. So mm, that's what fun. I'm going to be playing this weekend. Um, so I can review it for you fine folks next week. Yay. Hmm. This uh, week. Before yeah, we get... I'm going to play XCOM this weekend too. Oh, yeah. XCOM's great. Uh, before we get too far off, Jamie, too, uh, remember IGN is uh, f- officially unveiling their 10 nominees for Game of the Year Wednesday. That's this upcoming Wednesday, 12-5, December 5th, in that little thing we call Judgment Day. Which is uh, it's going to be kind of crazy. Uh, it's going to be this live stream of uh, showing off these games with interviews with the actual developers. All ten developers with their ten games will be here to show them. We're bringing in three hundred fans to the IGN lunchroom to come play them and get like science fair presentations about the games. <laughs> There's a round table. There's all this content. So make sure you're watching IGN. It's very cool. Very 12th, very December nice 5th. idea. Yeah. Goldfarb, here's the question for you. Oh, I from Jamie. About it. Okay. I believe it was mentioned for the first time on Beyond last week that you were from Connecticut. I cannot believe that's true. That that was the first time we've ever said that's that. Surprising, yeah. I'm sure it's been the rest of the before. Beyond crew, maybe not Powerhouse, speaks frequently about their homelands, but we've never heard anything about Goldfarb about Connecticut. Oh, what fast food chains, hockey teams, and chicken seasonings hail from your native land? So I'll, I'll answer that question before I do. I should the say the whale. I didn't. Hartford, um, the whale. The reason I don't talk about Connecticut that much is because I moved a lot as a kid. So, um, were, even you, were your I, parents murdering people? They were murdering people. We had to leave the city all the time. Even though I was actually technically born in Connecticut, uh, I moved when I was less than six months old to Pittsburgh. Lived there for ten years. Lived in Texas for seven years, and then partway through my junior year of high school, moved back to Connecticut, and I went to college there. Um, so that's why I don't talk about Connecticut that much. I just moved around a lot. I don't really have that much of a base there. Gotcha. Um, but to answer his questions, um, or oh, hers, man, what, do, what do I eat? How, in how does Jamie spelled? See, Connecticut uh, doesn't have any of like J A M I E. That doesn't A-M-I-E. help you out at all. My mom spells it that way. I think it's probably a guy. I'm, I'm going to talk to him as always. You're a insulting guy. my mom. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Miller. She's not, oh, Mrs. Miller, not Mrs. Miller. No, God, you got oh a lot of God, you got a lot I'm of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, yes, she doesn't know right. how to download this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, what is your um, What does your mother go by now? I forgot. Ken- Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy. She she founded the Jamie Kennedy Experience. Um, yeah, Connecticut is boring fast food. We don't have like Sonic or In N Out or anything awesome. Uh, they finally opened a Shake Shack in New Haven, which oh, is there you go. yeah, Shake Shack. Yeah. What's up? Well, it's but it's like fake Shake Shack now. They're like in Times Square, New Haven, and Brooklyn. It's kind of weird. Brooklyn. Um, what were the other ones? Chicken seasoning. Yeah, I don't. Is that a Connecticut thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I think know. he's saying because I talk about hockey and you talk about chicken a lot. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm a, I'm a big barbecue like chicken guy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, no, I know. I understand. What you you're know, like the chicken wings. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, cool. You yeah. got it. <laughs> You know, for just a random tangent for today's episode of Podcast Beyond, I got to say, if you guys haven't already heard it, go listen to just Google Nicki Minaj slowed down. Oh, yeah. Oh, the that, was, that was my favorite yeah. thing. Nicki Minaj, when you slow down, especially when we sl- when they slow down super bass, it sounds like Jay-Z. Like, it's pretty uh, awesome. It's like, oh it my. is very funny. Yeah, yeah. Our own uh, uh, Justin Davis shared that with us this morning. I was rolling yeah, was on, on the ground laughing. Really I want to compliment the Beyond listenership. They had some awesome questions this week, but we are really over time here. So we're going to go to one final one. And okay. Colin, it, it speaks to something we were talking about earlier. Okay. This is from Detroit's Finest. That's all the he or she. That's all, I, I, that's all he or she or it would identify itself as. <laughs> hey, guys, Beyond, 
Yeah, so I yeah. bought myself a lovely Vita on Black Friday, the White Assassin's Creed bundle. Absolutely loving the system in everything, especially the apps. Add in my six free games for PlayStation Plus, and I'm a happy camper. Then I started looking at what's on the horizon and didn't see much out there. What do you think we have to look forward to on Vita in 2013? Not Colin's a goddamn thing. Well, tear, <laughs> tear, uh, there's Tearaway, there's Killzone. Um, Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. The definitive Vita game. Um... Dragon's Crown. <laughs> oh, Dragon's Crown's going to be dope. See, Dragon's Crown's also on PS3. Sly Cooper's also on PS3. Uh, there's going to be some other games. That there's um, uh, Dra- Dra- Vita. Dragon Book 1. <laughs> that is not coming out <laughs> yeah, next year. Right. That game's not even being made. Dragon Book 1 and 2, I think it's called. That's like a, a really cool-looking old-school RPG. That game looks really neat. Um, there's like some downloadable games that are coming out that look pretty cool. They do a lot of good downloadable stuff. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's troubling because I showed Greg a list of everything that's been announced for Vita next year, and it is bad it's it one of those really things bad. like i'm really like so, what the fuck I, is going I, on i wanted to bring this up when you wrote your your vita shooters thing i have a lot of faith in in killzone mercenary i i, I do too Grill makes good games super excited about i just don't like and I, i'm not a killzone guy at all exactly but i i think that will finally be the first person shooter on vita and i hope so i've never been excited about a killzone game ever until right now i th- yeah. here's what i think part of in colin we argue about this when we're at home line about <laughs> Uh, I still think, and I'm going to do an article about this once we clear a couple of things in my life. You lying in bed? Yeah. No. Uh, I still think this is a very similar launch to the PSP. And I think the little caveat on this is that I could totally see a Destination PlayStation next year, just like they did with PSP, where they were like, we know you guys want games. We have Little Big Planet and MotorStorm and Assassin's Creed. And it could be something where they come out and do that, and they're tying into whatever Orbis is doing. You know what I mean? When we finally know what Orbis is, maybe that's the holdup on why you're not seeing more third-party stuff, Mm -hmm. because there is cross-play between Uncharted 4 and Uncharted 4. You know what I mean? And and we know uh, 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 Sony Ben's doing stuff. And I I know we're talking internal studios and stuff along that, and to that matter. I'm never... all that concerned about, uh, and this is a very, this is the most Nintendo thing I've ever said. I'm not very concerned about third party development. Like it's like, what? How many? Uh, that's a, that's a that's a big slight. I won't say that, but I mean, there's it's rare, right? That you get these. We were getting games on the PSP outside of like Valkyria Chronicles two and maybe Persona, uh, you know, PSP and stuff. Dissidia. Dissidia. No, you're right. There are games, but I'm saying it's one of those things when you think about these like cornerstone flagship awesome products right it was first party stuff those are all For japanese sure, games too and that's and that's the thing that's what i'm saying is that all right so the system is struggling in japan and not even japanese developers are bringing their stuff to vita they're still making their games for psp for some reason sony still lets them do that okay that's their prerogative um but the whole point of the piece i wrote this week about vita shooters in general is that the shooter genre is the money maker call of duty is a good, a good example of that and to halos. get to yeah and halo is another great example and to get those guys in on the action the guys that buy one or two shooters a year they buy battlefield they buy call of duty they buy halo whatever they buy they buy singularity yeah um, well, you know they they we need i'm really good, hungry but this shooter. coffee cake's moldy give me one second <laughs> now it's a bag of flour that doesn't help me at all these are just extremes you're gonna no one's gonna, you're gonna be you know, laughing when he's in fucking PlayStation All Stars. Rewinding everybody uh, back to babies. He rewinds Kratos back to before everything was horrible in his life. He's like, "Thank you." He's got like a hoe in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that I think the third party thing is problematic because Sony can only make so many games. They have twelve sure. studios left. They closed three of them. Two of them made Vita games and then were closed. Uh, so actually, all three of them, come to think of it, last made a Vita game and then were closed. So. They need third-party support, and that's why it's really interesting what's going on with a game like Bioshock, because there needs to be proof that some studio, a big studio like Irrational, is willing to work on a Vita game, because the fact of the matter is, as a businessman, you don't make a game for a, a 
uh, handheld with an install base of like four million because. Yeah. Assuming 10% of those people buy your game, which is still an extraordinary amount. I mean, I don't think even 10% of Xbox 360 owners own Halo 4 or will. So that's making a huge assumption. That means you only sell a few hundred thousand units of a game. You can't make money. It is a catch-22. It is a huge problem. Sony can keep making games. You're also forgetting, as we, as we told, as I told you when we talked about this earlier, that in PSP's early life cycle, there was a Grand Theft Auto game that sold a million units. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, you know... And it's a great the, one. Yeah. The Liberty City and, yeah. and Vice City stories yeah. are huge games on PSP early in the life and were very good. Yeah, I agree. I think I agree. So one of, the, one of the biggest missed opportunities recently, and it's funny because this was the very first people I contacted when they announced CrossBuy, was Need for Speed Most Wanted. Because Criterion did what we wish more developers were doing. They made the exact same game on 360, PS3, and Vita. It is, it is feature complete. It is the same map. It is everything. And obviously, uh, some things had to be sacrificed visually because it's a you know, less powerful platform. But like that game is great on Vita. But unfortunately, it wasn't cross by, and you know, and you you can't really play. I don't think it's uh, cross play either. Like I can't play with somebody who's playing the PS3. It version. does read into Origin, so like, or- it was, yeah, yeah so I, like I could see Mitch's 360 times on my exactly. Vita and compare yeah. there. I was like, that's cool. the, the asynchronous stuff still works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you can't play like true multiplayer sure. with people sure, on sure, PS3. Sure, 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 sure. And it's like that's the problem, right? It's like even the developers who are embracing the Vita as far as like developing their, you know, putting their IP onto it aren't utilizing all the features. You know, Assassin's Creed and Call of Duty and Need for Speed Madden. had nothing. Madden, exactly. Madden's a huge one. Those had nothing to do with their console counterparts yeah. and you didn't get them for cross-buy and like, that's the kind of stuff we need to see those developers supporting, you know, because yeah. that, that's when it becomes an ecosystem where it's, it's like, one of those things where uh, this is why I go back to the destination PlayStation PSP example, because what it had happened, right, is that the PlayStation Portable came out, it had a good launch, and then it went silent for so long. And it was such a yeah. it was a ghost town, right, in that John Kohler and Sony went out and they went to these developers and were like, here's our plan and we need your help. And that's when Ubisoft's like, all right, here's an Assassin's Creed. And that's like, here, we can do this. We can do that. And they started, you know, actually working with people. And that's when you saw. That they came out with the redesign again. They had all these things. They actually had people go out and buy these systems right away. And I'd like to believe that every every system launch, when you're talking about a Madden or in, in Ubisoft, or there, there's growing pains, right? Because they are the third party. They're getting the system late. They have to figure out what's going on here or there. You know, Madden's this giant, complicated mess this year of online careers. They can't bring that over. You'd like to believe that that's been stressed, that we really need you guys next year. We really need you to figure out how to do this in some yeah. way. Yeah, I mean the the one thing that that you both brought up brought up that we have talked about before too is you think like Sony can't outwardly be like we're ner- we're we're really nervous about the Vita, yeah. you know, like it's not it's clearly not you know no matter what they say it's not meeting their expectations sales wise and they can't obviously say that but at the same time you have to assume that there's a method to the madness in terms of you know their their willingness to not be so overtly nervous that they're dropping the price and stuff like that. And I think that's the point that Greg made is that there's something about the Vita and the PS4 that we don't know about yet. Now, yes. it can't be ubiquitous crossplay because that suggests that the PS4 is exceptionally weak. And we know that that's, that's not true. But maybe it can be something like what's going on with the gamepad where it, it allows you to play yes. wirelessly games on the Vita. Here's what I, I can't fucking understand. And I'm mad about it, Ryan. I'm Whoa. fired up. I'm fired up. Yeah, Remote geez. play has been around forever. And it's one of those things that's never been used well on PSP or PlayStation Vita at this point. And now the Wii U is out, and it's like, oh, like I'm playing. I was reviewing Madden, and I can just disconnect the game from the TV and play it on the pad and not miss it. Yeah. Why the fuck can't I do that? Why exactly. can't I do that right now with Madden? Why I, can't I keep going? I played Mario last night without even changing the input on my TV. Like I didn't have to go over to HDMI or whatever. I could just sit on my couch, play Mario, have an episode of Dexter playing. Exactly. Whatever. And like, I totally, I totally screwed it up because I platinumed All Stars on Vita, <laughs> and I should have platinumed it on pl- PlayStation Three first because I was playing it. 
exactly. at home and I was watching TV and I was like, oh, well, I want to play All-Stars because I just want to go through story mode. And so I was doing that on my couch when I should have been doing that on the train and I should have been focused on the TV. So now it's like I don't want to go back home and play the boring-ass story mode. No offense, Superbot. I just don't want to do it twice. It's story modes and do all these things again when I've already done it once when it should have carried the trophies over. But beside the point that I could be playing it and have real TV and other entertainment. Hey, I told you, yeah, that, that's wait, the exact wait, thing wait, 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 what, what episode were, what were you watching on TV? Dexter. Dexter. Okay, thanks. Why? Why is that funny? I totally thought I totally when you were like I was playing Mario and I, well I had an I thought you said you had an episode of Next that old MTV show where it was like I dating had a great on the episode bus. Of Next, I was, <laughs> watching, Next was, a good I was show. watching some singled I out. I was just hanging out. <laughs> um, no, I mean that's true. I'm in the same boat. I was at my parents' house for Thanksgiving, bought the game on Vita while I was in Connecticut, and then didn't get cross by. So now I have yeah. to separately get the PS3 one, which is frustrating a little bit, but I get yeah. it. Um, but yeah, so I played through everything on Vita, and exactly now it's like I can't multitask while I'm playing the PS3 one. Right. I have to, you know, play through it. And I, I've seen the rival cutscenes, I've seen the intros, exactly. I've seen the outros. It's a little bit disappointing. It wasn't like sound shapes where you can just sync up the two trophy sets. Yeah, but I'm not I, crazy disappointed about it. I kind of like that they're doing it differently. But it's just like I mean, it was such it. a slog. Even on Vita, by the end there, when I was like, all right, certainly, let's See, do. It was, all right, Nariko, come on. It was go. great for traveling because it sure. totally ate up time in the car and on the yeah. plane. That yeah, was yeah, awesome. Yeah. But yeah, like now it, it is a lot to do back to back to back to back. Exactly. Same yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes like 20 minutes each time. It's back, one of those things back, I need to, back. I need to just set aside every, every night I'll do one, you know, not try yeah. to power through. I'm going to do, I was, see, I said I was going to do three every night. Mm. I'll do, a, I'm going to try to do as many as I can on our mystery trip on Monday. I oh, love how see, there you go. 20 minutes ago we were like, we need to wrap this place. This good, podcast up. Yeah. I'm not. I, I mean, it's one of those things we get, all, we got a lot of questions and tweets, obviously as black Friday stuff was going on, about what we thought about the Vita. I still love my Vita. I st- there are a ton of great games for Vita. Don't listen to Mark Ryan if you follow him on Twitter. When he's like, "Oh, Vita, I'm, I'm unplugging the Vita to plug in my 3DS, just showing the sign of the times." It's like there you, are a million games you're ignoring on 3DS. games. Like, and I'm not knocking 3DS's thing. I'm just saying that there are so many good there games. Are, you there are, you there have not right played now, every yeah. game that is in awesome every on genre Vita. Too. I mean, like right now, there is a, at least one or two great games in every genre. Right? Shooter. Oh, you're thirteen. Unit thirteen. Unit thirteen. Yeah, yeah you're thirteen. Uncharted. Yeah. First person shooter. All right, well, there no. are none. That was what my article was my about. Bad. Jerk. I know, but I was just saying. No, I agree. Every that's, what, that's the first paragraph of my in, in the Vita editorial I wrote was you know touches off on that. That I love the Vita. The Vita is the best handheld I've ever owned. It's the handheld I always wanted. It's awesome. I love it. I wish Sony would do it more justice. And the only way they're going to be able to do it, they only have so much, so many resources, especially with PS4 coming out with twelve studios that they own to make games for both platforms. They need to get third parties on board. Yeah. And but I agree with you, like. People that say there are no games on Vita don't know the Vita's catalog yes, because there sure. are plenty of games on the Vita that are definitely worth your time. There are plenty of them. Exactly. I was actually getting overwhelmed by how many games there were. Like if I hadn't I couldn't look at my Vita without bursting into tears. No, I, uh, while I was in Connecticut, I was happy I only had my Vita because I got to sit down and I, I played through Declassified. I played through Liberation. I played through All-Stars. I played at least you Persona. started with the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Declassified. Let's but, see what y'all got. On that one trip, I did. I, I beat Need for Speed. I beat Call of Duty. I beat Assassin's Creed. I beat All-Stars. Uh, played through the beginning of Persona. Like, there's a lot of awesome stuff right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm farming trophies, by the way, in Declassified. I want to get the platinum in that. Yeah. For whatever reason. And uh, there are a couple in there that there I, are. There's one trophy in particular that I'm like, this trophy is impossible. No, I don't two. know how the fuck you can possibly Dude, it's get the it. don't get hit one. It's also the don't reload one. The don't reload one sucks. How do the fuck you do that? How do because you do there it? aren't enough weapons for you to do it. Like I got about oh, you have to pick up new weapons. Exactly. I got about two thirds of the way through that stage, but it's like so you have to be very careful because if you obviously get your clip to zero, it automatically reloads. You don't get the trophy. Um, also, you have to be picking up weapons constantly. Some of the guns you pick up have like four shots, and then they're oh, no, wow. all the guns disappear even if. You 
play it on the easiest die. difficulty. Yeah, like that. That's a oh dear. Oh yeah. oh dear. Yeah. That that trophy and the one for not getting hit. I don't know are possible. Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on psnprofiles.com, which is a new site, and it's not a new site; it's an old site, but a site that I've been enjoying quite a lot because oh, to see who's gotten yeah, the, who's got what because I had yeah. the first platinum trophy, of course, in PlayStation All Stars. Of course, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, but it's really cool because it, t- it shows you how many people have synced up. It's also an interesting way to see in the United States how many people have actually owned each game. You and I are like within, I think all three of us are like in the top 10 for Resistance Platinums too, for Burning Skies. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a pretty cool site. I suggest that site a lot um, because they tell you, grant, you know, with granularity, each trophy, how many people have gotten it, how rare it is. And I want to see, I haven't looked yet. How rare that trophy is, and I don't understand. I bet even the veteran one is pretty. I mean, like, and, and it's weird too, right? The get to wave thirteen in hostiles. I, I played that a lot and got to wave eleven constantly, and then died. Yeah, like, it's, and it's that, tough. That's it's a really tough. hard one. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been podcast beyond episode two hundred sixty-eight. Thank you so much for joining us on our long sojourn, our return. Ooh, it was a late in ooh, the week. This podcast a journey, you might call it uh, an unfinished. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Remember. Podcast Beyond is here for you every Tuesday, generally. Uh, every week, at least. You can get us on the iTunes. You get us on the IGN.com. But remember, IGN.com is what pays the bills. Please go watch our videos and read our articles and check out our reviews and tell us why we suck so bad. If you want to be part of the show, Beyond at IGN.com. Then, why don't you bug us on that social media space? IGN on Twitter is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Uh, Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements, is Plum Cider. That's me. No taxation is Colin Moriarty. Gar- Garfep. what is what just happened it was funny you said something after years and i was giving colin a chance to say something then we made the awkward eye contact that they want to break i didn't know what i was Um, supposed to say you're not saying okay uh garfep you're andrew goldfarb that's right greg always Always regrets regrets fucking elderly elderly people people. that's right that's right every time uh while you're at it follow shuhei yoshida yo sp (laughs) everybody loves him ryan Take me home. So usually I like to end uh, the shows with a song. Uh, if you have a song to send to us, email us to beyond at IGN.com. Send us an MP3 of maybe your band, your friend's band, a musical project that you're very interested in. Just like, actually, we don't have a song today. What so, the fuck? Uh, you fail us, Beyond Nation. I'll never let you go. <laughs> I'll, never I'll never let you go. You go. I'll Turn never let you down. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.